0: welcome to junket theory everybody tonight's guest is none other than the amazing the incredible louis Leterrier. he's directed movies such as class of the titans one of my favorites unleashed uh now you see me transporter one two and of course the incredible hulk louis thank you so much for joining bonjour mon ami and hey, oh, look
1: at you how's your, your friends with me hold on let me do it <laughs> I mean, so so sorry, everyone, I'm in traffic. I'm going to work. I, did, I thought it was a podcast. But hold on. Look at that. Ayubowan, Sri Lanka. Ayubowan. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm not kidding. I'm driving. This is the PCH. That's the Atlantic Ocean. We're in Malibu. There you go. It's rainy day. Now let's start the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Louis is giving us a, 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 a very special taste of his whole action director vibe. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. as an action director, card, so
1: just do a static shot. Yeah, it's always a moving shot,
0: always dynamic. That's so, what we want.
1: There's no car chase, you know. But you know, let's see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Louis. Uh, kind of, you know, you, you gave us a, a pretty damn good origin story when it came to the Hulk. But uh, we want to start off with your origin story. How did you get into film, man?
1: I, um, well, you know, in a very boring way because my parents are filmmakers. My father is a director. My mom is a costume designer. All my life and childhood, I had uh, actors, directors come to my home everything. So it was like, for me, film was just normal. It was life. It was just like the normal thing that, you know, your parents do. but it same but that was that was the job film but at the same time i loved film but, but like loved it i uh, was watching movies all the time you know cuz as they were film because they were filmmakers, they were gone all the time so i was left with my betamax first then vhs yes i'm that old betamax but but uh, betamax and vhs and then i was watching tapes and then tv and then going a lot to the movies uh, uh alone by myself very early on. And then, and then, uh, with my grandmother and friends. And then I, uh, and then I started making movies when I was eight. So at eight years old, I was directing little short films, super eight short films, did not have a VH didn't have a, uh, like a little, um, uh, video camera, or, you know? And then, and then, and then there was a contest when I was 14 and the contest was like make a cool, horror movie and then you can win this really cool VHSC super high, you know, amazing JVC camera and I did it, borrowed some, you know, a friend's father camera and we made this horror movie and I won that camera, so afterwards I had, like, access to this thing, you know, now it's easy because you know, it's easier, but really you can make movies off their phone and everything, but they, but then it was a little harder, but I had this cool camera, this video deck, I could actually do my stuff. So every weekend I was making films and films, but it was like, it's something I loved. It's it, but it was not going to be my, uh, I thought it was not going to be my profession because I mean, you don't want to do what mom and dad dad, uh, do, you know, sort of like, so I was just like, I, and also my other passion was music and I was a musician. I was drumming. I was like a drummer in a few bands. Uh, and then I, uh, so I was on tour and I was like, okay, that's maybe what I'll do. I'll, I'll be a musician. But then one day on tour, I realized that that was not, you know, I said, I was like, I was okay, but I would not, never be that great. And I want, and and my real passion was really movies. It's kind of like, you know, you know, you pick between, you know, the two person that you love and then eventually you pick up the, the person that you love the most. So the, person, the, the professional of the most was, was still movies. <laughs> and, and, and so, but I didn't think I would become a director. I thought it would become, I thought I could get a job in the movie industry as an AD, as a camera operator, as an editor, as all that stuff, which I knew I had to do uh, uh, because I was shooting films. But so, so I went to film school. But I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go to film school in France because the movies that actually spoke to me when I was young, they were more American movies. You know, they were like Spielberg movies, um, uh, obviously the Star Wars, the George, George Lucas movies, the the uh, Zemeckis movies, Sam Raimi, you know, John Landis. These were the movies that really spoke to me. And like there's been visual effects who, um, weren't, it's not so much about the visual effects, kind of like the world creation. And then, you know, there, there were movies, but they were like, you know, pure entertainment in France was just comedy. And I wanted to do comedy, of course. I love that. But even, you know, just a little bit more and everything. So, so, yeah. So we, we broke the piggy bank and then they sent me to, uh, my parents accepted to send me to America, but to NYU in New York. Because they they were like, oh, I don't go all the way to LA, you know you'll lose your soul there. Stay in New York, so at least, you know, you're six hours away, you can come back. Uh, and you have like, you know, like it's an in-between. So I went there and 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 never came back. Came back a little bit, but really, you know, once I started there, I was I was in heaven, really in heaven. And then that's the, and then that's it. That's what I want you to do for us.
0: Brilliant. So you you also said you were a drummer. Have you uh, do you still drum, or have you like kind of given that up completely? Well,
1: I mean, I can I can uh, you know drum I can drum, but like you know drumming alone is kind of boring. But I can I absolutely can, uh, but I don't have a band anymore. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a very it's not a great instrument to play alone, you know. And also when you have neighbors and a family, it's because I'm a loud drummer. Uh, so, very loud. Uh, <laughs> a big long arm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So so I, you know, I'm a drummer, but like, yeah, don't 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 uh, tell me to just do a drum solo. Uh, you know, I won't be able to do that <laughs> right now.
0: Uh, any transferable skills that you kind of learn during your tenure as a drummer? I mean, like transferable skills from being a musician. And, yeah. uh, you, know. you know,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, that's actually a good question. It's funny you say that because that you're the first one to ask me this question, and I've thought about this uh, of the numbers, no, truly. And so that's a really good question. Yes, I'd say yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, there's a great sense, you know, that I've got a good sense of rhythm thanks to the drumming. Um, good, got a good sense of how to, I like, guess, because I was doing a lot of, you know, different you know, jazz funk rock all that stuff and so you get a good sense and also improvisation and jamming and all that stuff so you get a good sense of how to how to build build something to a crescendo build something to you know so whether it's a it's a piece of music or, or it's a uh, it's a scene from a movie or it's the whole movie that you, you get a sense of that. And then the last thing that I think is important is, is the ability to work together with a, with, you know, with a band and your crew is your band and your actors are your band. And you let, you let your actor, you let your lead guitar player go for, a, you know, his crazy five minute solo and you're like, ah, but you do the same thing with your, with your, um uh, Actor, and and out of this five-minute solo in the recording session, like thirty seconds is absolutely genius. Same thing for your actor when you do comedies and you improvise. So, a really good question. Like no one has ever asked me this. So, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was really, it was really curious because uh, I I saw somewhere that you know you, you said you used to be a drummer. I was like, all right, so kind of makes sense. You know, all, all, you know, action is pretty much a rhythm. And you do that really well. So there's probably something in there that he borrowed <laughs> from music.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And also, yeah, action. And, and I am, you know, I, I am not at all a, a, a fighter, a violent person. I don't, I don't like watching boxing matches or MMA or any of that stuff. Yet for me, uh, uh, action is fun. And when I did martial art movies, they're fun because it's like there's a choreography, it's kind of a dance, you know, it's a it's a, and then it's fun to play then it's fun to play with your composers or you know, get a piece of music and then sync sing, sing the hits to the beats, but also you know, the downbeat. And so you go like So for example there's a lot of I don't know if you remember there was like a trailer for the for Clash of the Titans, uh, my movie, and we sung the the giant scorpion, the scorpion's tail. The people like, chung, chung, you know, on the on the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was. Like a, yeah, yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, you know, it was like yeah all that stuff just made me. And in unleash your movie, the movie that you really like, there were you know I work closely with Massive Attack, and we were like really working on it. So yeah, like, music, drums, uh, uh, just a sense of. The sense also of entertainment, of spectacle, of like you know playing with the audience. Because after this, I was a DJ, and same things like you play with the you play with the crowd, you know, as a DJ. So you make it grow, make it grow, then you go down beat. Then you change the beat. Then you do something. Same thing. It's exactly the same thing I'm doing.
0: Exactly, and uh, I want to come to Unleashed and all you know our rhythm once more. But before that, uh, you said you used to make short films as well. And uh, how did that practice kind of like carry over into feature filmmaking? Because I mean, those are two entirely different worlds. Although you are telling stories, it's kind of you know uh, the narratives. Uh, the length kind of varies. So how did yeah. that help you out?
1: Yeah, but ultimately, you know, it's it, it. Even when you do commercials or an art piece, and everything you still tell a story. You try to convey an emotion, convey a message, convey a, you know a feeling. Convey so it's it's the same thing it's just very you know short films short films they have a short films they always have um, it's always like it's one thing it's like one feeling I mean for me the ideal short films the ideal short film always ends up with like you have one overall feeling and one conclusion you know whereas movies and now that I'm doing long-form TV shows you have sorry I mean the tunnel, plus or, uh, 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 it's the same. It's just like it's kind of like you know. It's it's a as a I never call myself an artist, but as an artist, you do as a we uh,
0: kind I of lost you a little a, bit, when you in the oh, top tunnel. Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I worries. hate calling myself an artist, but I, I can you hear me now? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. hello? Sorry. Yeah. Hi, there. No worries. The police is out. The police is chasing. Me uh but the uh no but uh it's just i have a bigger canvas here's the thing like you know a short film is a short you know you do you, know, you have a small canvas and you're you know and you're most of the time limited uh by your you know what you what you can you know the number of colors you have and the number of brushes you can use and all that stuff but still you have to convey one thing and it's very important everything you know long you know big feature well, feature film period that you got a bigger canvas and then big super production massive feature film then you have a huge canvas with the best colors with the best brushes with the best of all, all that stuff but it doesn't mean that you're going to make the, make the best painting it just it gives you more opportunities and possibilities to just expand your work that's it
0: gotcha you mentioned uh working on uh long form tv as well and you did uh Dark Crystal and Lupin, Lupin, which is uh, something that I really enjoyed again, and working in TV and movies like uh, the storytelling aspect again. Which one do you prefer? Because uh, in TV you can kind of like layer by layer reveal information, whereas in yeah. the, uh, TV it's like two hours max, you're done. Yeah,
1: maybe movies. But yeah, the thing is, um, it's not so much this. It's kind of like it's it's where. It, it, like, I don't love, I didn't love old TV. Like, I grew up, I didn't love, like, certain formats of TV, like sitcom and stuff. like I just, like, find them too formulaic and everything. But now TV with all the streaming platforms have expanded so much. That's sort of, like, like, eight, ten, eight years ago, ten years ago, I saw, I saw an opening. I saw, I saw the tide shifting a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to put all my eggs in the same, Feature film basket, and I want to diversify a little bit, and I want to diversify how I tell stories. and I approached Netflix, they were really, it was like the beginning, the very beginning of them getting create, um, getting, uh, uh, you know, independently creative and doing um, uh, House of Cards, and 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 you know, maybe even like that was even before Stranger Things. and I approached them with Dark Crystal. We approached them you know, with a Hanson company, uh, and and because I, I wanted to tell that Dark Crystals before before that was supposed to be a feature film, but that I realized that again, that's a good thing, it's like a good example. I realized that the canvas of a feature film would be too small to tell the story of the Dark Crystal, the prequel to you know, the creation of this world and everything. It's kind of like, you know, I could do one movie, but then leave everybody sort of like you know waiting for more whereas coming for you know realizing what what I could do with Netflix which is also the whole thing of like ep- every episode dropping at once it makes it gives you the opportunity as an as a fan as a use member if you want to watch the whole thing as one so so in a sense i was making a 10 hour movie uh, and i so i approached them and then so I, 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 I told them what I wanted to do, and they said, yeah, absolutely, let's, let's do that together, and that was great, but that, that was like, that was eight years ago, and then Netflix now, the, the way people watch Netflix or, or other streaming platforms is very different than how they, they watch regular TV movies. They, it's very different. So I learned, I learned from my Dark Crystal experience, and now on Lupin I did something Different because so again, I came to Netflix with a, another idea, but I said now I want to do it quite differently and I want to make it you know bouncy and bubbly and you know full of mixing tones and doing all that stuff, but that and also on a shorter scale, like you know, like you know, half season, but well, full seasons, five episodes, four seasons, uh, 45 minute episodes, like shorter, you know, a shorter yeah. scope, yeah. Uh, uh, And I think that's and that was the one actually you know, I sort of like figured out the matrix, the, the, the the, uh, the, the, well, the matrix at the time. That's why it was successful I think, because it was sort of like, it was the right, it was the, it's how people, it's the type of shows that people like with the type of actor that they like, the type of story that they love and they, uh, uh, at the right time, at the right length and right time. So, so that's, that's why I did. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, It's ever changing and nowadays it's very difficult because everything is changing. Like no one, no one is, um, no one knows where we're going. So we're sort of like, it's it's exciting because at the same time, there's great opportunities. I mean, it's it's so busy. Like for example, I'm doing a, a movie right now, a big one with Netflix. It's so hard to find crew because everybody's busy. Everybody's shooting and it's great. It's amazing, it means that for the audience it's gonna be like so much stuff so many new so many you know like continuation of stories but also so many new stories so yeah it's a it's a very exciting time it's um um it feels like it's you know the 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 new early days of filmmaking of studio of studio creating and filmmaking so
0: interesting yeah. literally the best time to be a, a creator of any sort
1: yeah it is it is and at the same time it's also the scariest time because it's you know obviously True. there's a lot of, there's so much but at the same time the audience doesn't have that much time to watch all that stuff so there's we you know the selected few uh, successful ones uh, uh will be the lucky ones and then a lot of stuff you know there'll be a lot of shows and tv that won't be watched and that's that's or won't be watched now the good thing about netflix for example is you know Netflix and other streaming platforms. That it's not. It's not because you don't watch it the day it comes out that it's not fresh and new for you. So you can discover something like okay. I, you know, I discover stuff on Netflix or, or other you know, other streaming platforms that I hadn't seen because I was shooting or busy or doing some sorry, it's just not bumping it's action. Uh, 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 there's a um, there's a there's new stuff that I'm discovering and it still feels fresh and new and it's. Perfectly, no. It's not like I'm I'm renting an old scratchy VHS tape from a from a video club. It's like perfectly new psh, Atmos sound, you know, 4K picture at the uh, Dolby Vision, and I've got like you know the best the best version of what the filmmaker wanted me to see, and that's great. It's the it's amazing, and I think I think that that will change that too. And so it's it's great. It's scary. It's exciting. It's it's all of the above. But uh, but yeah, I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm having
0: a great time. I want to uh, wanna go back to uh, your first movie, uh, The Transporter, and you were prepping this It looks exactly, like,
1: Looked exactly <laughs> like my movie right now.
0: <laughs> you had someone in your trunk?
1: Yeah, exactly. Shut up! <laughs> 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 I think I'm gonna get arrested for this podcast. So they, you know, they'll find me. They're like, "Yeah, you've spoken. You've, you've been holding your phone for an hour." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least you could try uh, going on yeah, high yeah, speed chase, yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, I insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Every filmmaker t- uh, kind of <laughs> has to. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of uh, transporter, uh, you were prepping the movie for Corey Yuan to come and take over, but he uh, did not, and then you had to uh, take up the directorial reins yourself. How uh, how anxious were you?
1: Uh, I was, I was, I was. You know, I I was, and at the same time, because I'd prepped it for him, and you know, he was like very present. He was doing the fight choreography, but he was not directing. But uh, yeah, it was just. Hel- it felt like I was helping. Like I was like, every day I thought that maybe he would, he would, you know, wake up that day and say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to direct it now. You know, so so every day I felt like it would be, every day could be my last day shooting. So I was just making sure I had fun doing that. You know, so so that's pretty much, high, con- conceived my. Well, sort of like came to set every day with this attitude of like, all right, that's my last day directing a movie, let's go, it's gonna be great. And then that was fun, you know, that's, that's that was, when you do, I don't know how long we shot, but you know, 50 yeah. day shoot where every day is, you know, your favorite day because it's, you're know, like, you're living a dream. It's, it's, it's exciting and never really stressful.
0: I've got a comment here from Lisa. If Billy Eilish can do interviews in the car, you can too. Just had to read that out. And what's the pre-production process like? Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's like uh, different for every single movie, but what's it usually like on average?
1: Pre-production. Well, yeah, um, it's sort of like figuring out. You sort of, like, figure out the movie. It's funny, uh, you know, François Truffaut, the French uh, director, he says, like, he said, um, he said, shoot your movie against your script, i.e. your pre-production, and then edit your movie against the shoot. So it's kind of like, pre-production, you sort of, like, make the movie in your head, you build this, you know, you, you polish the script, you cast everyone, you, you select your team and everything. But eventually, the movie that you had in mind, you get... I me mean, gets a new storyboard a lot, and you do all that stuff, and then and then you come on set, and then you know it's raining, and there you know whatever the actor is sick, and this and that, or we have a better idea, and then you sort of like improvise a little bit on the day, and it just it's better. So for production, for me, it's sort of like I gather enough strength and ammunition, and you know and whatever like. Ideas to be able to f- improvise freely and and know what I, know where I want to go, but at the same time give myself some uh, you know some wiggle room. Um, uh, but yeah, pre production and post production, that that's the only time where you sort of like and for example where I'm going now with my office. I have the whole movie on the wall with a lot of the, you know design and lot you know all the actors and all this stuff. And you get to you get to Really, like, take a step back and look at your movie. You cannot do this as a when you're on set. On set, you're like, Rrr. and especially me, because uh, uh, I'm camera operated. Not all the movies, but like when I have like two cameras, I will camera operate one and study. I mean, I'm really like in the weeds. I, I really, am looking at the, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the frame, and I get the sense of the thing. But I'm not. I don't get to be in a trailer. Relaxing, looking at the scene from the day before, I'm really like in the moment, in the now with the actor, which is, you know, with the actors. And it's good because it's I'm very much, I'm very focused in the now. I'm never on my phone. Like, you know, I, I I don't even, like don't even try to email me when I'm on a shoot. I will not be able to answer. So it's the thing. So I'm really focused. But production allows me to get a sense of my movie. Uh, me, me, It's it's sort of like, how i want to tell it how i want to tell it and then afterwards i get a lot of collaborators and actors and you know crew members and and they bring their genius and that that's what makes the movie what it is often you know it's kind of like i get a good sense of where i want to take it but then i surround myself with the right people and they take it all together you know in the old expression it takes a village it really does take a village takes a crew and we really bring it to the To the next level together.
0: Amazing. And when you were making uh, Dark Crystal, you were holding the camera, like you operating operating the camera rig and all that. And uh, it was kind of like making five feature films, or more. I think like ten feature films, kind of like yeah, uh, no, yeah, no,
1: no, yeah, no, completely, absolutely. Well, it's it's another thing also with puppets. You know, some stuff looks good, some stuff looks bad, and you have to. Capture mm. it in the moment. It's quite heavy, and sure. I didn't have that many takes. So I was like, "Oh, I might as well really be there." And then when I see that something is not working, I'm you know I reframe quickly, and I just do this and just do that. So um, uh, anyway, that's why I did it. Right, I look Felisa. I know all uh, this. is downtown Los Angeles. We'll see, you know, there we go. That's oh, where my office is. So we went from. I, out- I, I missed yeah. the
0: place. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah. But uh, Taron Egerton, he said that you were kind of laid back and mellow, like you know, even with uh, tackling such an inhuman task. How do you manage to do that on set?
1: Well, Doctor was easier because we were. Well, easier. It was very hard. It was a h- very hard work, but it was one stage always the same. Like it was Doctor was very comfortable because we came to the we started at eight every day and we finished at six every day. There was never, you know, the time there was never this. It was like, we knew what we were doing. The actors were ready cause they were in the, you know, their puppets They you you bring them out of the box. And then that, I mean, you have to maintain them. But that goes, that's behind the scene. But when I said shoot, we were ready and we're shooting and, and the puppeteers were amazing. The crew was amazing. So it was like, the it, it was, it was more like, Doctor Soul was more like a marathon. Cause it was, it was, it was very, Amazing crew, everything, but it was just—it was very much me. It was my singular vision. No other director. I was, you know, with the writer and the writing team, show running the thing, and I, it was very much, very, very much me. So, you know, stress—stress stress on me, movie shoots. off stuff it's, it's often because something goes wrong. You know, um, the weather. You know, this didn't happen right. This, the weather didn't do the. The car talk was about supposed, it yeah the car <laughs> that was supposed to explode and go this way exploded and fell in the water and you're like ah, you know stress, stress 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 how do i do that um you know uh, 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 this was uh, movie sh- movie shoots are like controlled chaos and that's what's fun you know but the, the stress actually on the story was controlled chaos or you know puppets and you have to in the morning, nothing nothing is real. Like, really, nothing is real. But you have to create it all. But once you, sort of like, find a groove and find, again, musical reference, when you find something that, you know, you're, like, you and your band, you're, like, you're jamming and you find your groove and your puppeteers are doing their stuff, now you you know, you feel good, you feel comfortable, you feel good all together. It's not like one person went like, nah, you know, I wasn't as good and can I do another one? we feel it because we see, we all see it because we work off monitor, monitors. So we see what we got together. So it's like, it was, it was pleasant. It was, it was nice. And then Taryn was, Taryn didn't know the not know voice cast, like, you know, Anatella you know, Joy, Alicia Vikander, Natalie Manuel, Mark Hamill, like everyone. We just had a great time in the, uh, doing the voices it was just like an amazing you know jason and isaacs we literally had the be- had the best voice cast in the world it's funny like we, it's been like two years now to three years and i'm like f- f- thinking about it again i'm like wow i was i was one-on-one with all these actors for so many months it's just it's exceptional i'm just like i'm the luckiest guy in the world you That's never you know cool. you never realize it you you sometimes you realize it like you have to pinch yourself but like it, often you don't realize it often you 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 realize it after the fact like oh, i wish i was like i, you know, I had an out of body experience realizing what i was living like
0: i hear you <laughs> i get that quite a lot these days but yeah yeah <laughs> uh Talking about Unleashed, uh, I've always been curious, like, why did you guys go with that very specific high contrast grungy kind of look? It was, it was cool at the same time and kind of different from anything that I've seen. Uh, I haven't seen anything of that sort, like, recently either.
1: Yeah, because you know what I want? I wanted to make a movie that was already old. But I wanted to make a movie that was already obsolete, you <laughs> know, uh, all, all these sort of, like, you have to realize all the movies from the 90s, uh, most of the movies from the 90s using martial arts and everything, were instantly dated because they put a, a rap song and a this and the cool, you know, fubu, cool, you know, sweatwear uh, yeah. and all that stuff. And then you were like, and, and uh, on this, I was like, no, just I, I just want to do something where the guy wears a crappy, uh, wool sweater and, you know, uh, all the cars, like there's no new car. Like everything was like really old. Then the music by massive attack, I got massive attack, but I didn't get them to do some massive attack stuff. I got them to do some really weird sound designy ping plongy stuff that just was yeah. beautiful. But then it was like, yeah. And, um, and uh yeah so so uh, uh, that was my thing and also i wanted to make it it gets it gets warmer but you see the movie starts cold and gray
0: yes and then it falls
1: into something a bit warmer when he meets uh he he meets he meets morgan freeman morgan freeman yeah yeah and carrie condon and then he eventually the movie finishes when the when they're, they're in the concert hall with something that is really beautiful, like, like, yes. like full of colors and everything. And that's, and that was my evolution. It's kind of like, I made it, I, I put myself there for the audience in, in his, in Jet Li's characters, uh, in Danny's, uh, mind. you know, it's just like, a, I really wanted, uh, an eye and ear. Like everything is very, uh, impressionistic, but in a, in a character, personal character level. You know? Um, uh, so yeah, so, um, so that's that's why i did on that niche but but it's funny it's it's you watch it again i watched it again recently i was like ah, it's a little, bit a, a little bit too extreme i think it was my second movie and i was like i really wanted to it was my second movie but also the one that i was like my my second movie as a director but this first one as a solo director I was Solo like, director. i'm gonna yeah. show the world where you know like but also you know i'm french and artistic let me show you and Luc Besson was amazing because he let me do everything I wanted. But at the same time, I was like, OK, now as a producer myself, I would have questioned and said, well, I, I see what you're doing, but go a little easy. You know, those those uh, green skin tones are not so pleasant Yeah. <laughs> the eye.
0: True. But I mean, it, it, it has its own style and kind yeah. of stands out from the rest. And. Yeah. Fighting
1: style, also. Like we had, we had
0: uh, whooping, um, uh,
1: Yang Wupen, yeah, whooping, uh, the uh, amazing martial arts master as our as, I, as our fight choreographer and, and with all his crew and with, yeah, with with, 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 uh, the, the, we call him Sifu, means master. With so, with Sifu, we just, we, uh, we created a style that's just had that never been done before. It was like fighting like a street dog. Um, yes. And that was that was new and fun. Look, I'm, there's not going to be any camera shake anymore. It's gonna be very exciting. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, we were we were we created this style that was um, that was just like a bunch of fighting styles all together. But you know, ultimately very violent, but ultimately again, like you know, elegant in its own way, new and elegant in its own way. That's what we did.
0: Hundred percent. Speaking of collaboration, like well, what you mentioned uh, with Sifu uh, Yang Wu Ping, uh, I got a question here regarding that. So, when we share a script or the idea with the crew, if the crew members ask to change some scenes, do we really have to change the script with the other's ideas, or how can we manage a situation like that? With Your experience? Do you think changing a scene with their opinion would kind of make it? Yeah, better? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, all the time. But I mean, yeah, they know. First of all, you know, there's a Pyramidal uh, organization, obviously in the movie bu- movie business. So it's kind of like the you know the producer producer in the, in America, but like you know the director.
0: And the hierarchy,
1: the hierarchy, and sort of like you know, but it's kind of like yeah, it's a hierarchy, but it's a very, it's a it's a it's a fam, you know, it's almost like a fam, uh, like a family, you know, hierarchy. It's a very you know, yeah. uh, you know, there there is respect for uh, you know each other's thing. It's not like there's no boss, but they're here you know, like the director doesn't know how to do the dp's job most of them but but at the same time the dp the dp is not going to go like no i'm not going to do you know if you don't do my thing i'm not going to like your scene so there's like something kind of like nice about that so anyway we 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 get on Yes, the answer is absolutely and yes, please. And I always encourage when I work with, you know, meet new, new crew and everything. I was like, bring me your ideas. Like, you know, bring me all your, the best ideas because at the end of the day, I don't care. It's my name at the end, of, you know, on the poster and I, you make me look better. So just give me all the great ideas. So, which allows everyone um, to be open about questions, everything. Now they know when to do it. Like for example, right now in prep, I'm working with uh, Andrew Menzies, this great production designer, and he gives me gr- lots of great notes about the script. Uh, from like you know, he's thinking about stuff. He's like, "Well, what if this thing was that thing?" And you know, you know, it's sort of like an elf, it's an orc, and I'm like, "Okay, oh, very interesting. Let me think about this." And it's it's, it's because we're like months away from shooting, that we can do this. Obviously, that won't happen on the day. On the day, it's more, yeah, like the DP. The DP says. You know, today's today's cloudy. Why do not we? You know, I know we when we went scouting, we we're shooting on that street. But look at this alley, isn't it looking much better? And I can bring a light here, or you know, and do a wet down, and it's gonna do a backlight. It's gonna be great. That's the type of stuff that I love. It's sort of like it's it, it's it's scary. It's like you know, just to have I mean, those big movies. It's crew of like 500 people with like giant actors, and you just don't wanna. And they're very expensive days so you don't want to and i i like to have time to think so i don't want to be like pressed up with everybody so like looking at me like what are we doing we but if already brings something brings an idea and, and uh, you know it's a great collaboration that's the best that's the best scenario for me
0: and as a leader just to add to that question you know what, what attributes do you think are like imperative to uh kind of get to you know keep motivating such a large group of people day in day out because you go on shooting for you know
1: quite a long my th- period of time. Well, my thing is we become a family. So, you you know, it's true. Like, some sets are like a family. They're like this weird microcosm and and every, you know, it's like camp, you know. It's just like, you know, the first day of school, a camp, you're like... I'll never become friends with this person. Yeah. And yeah. Two months later, <laughs> they're like your best friend, and you know you, you kind of you you want to run away with them and never see your parents again. So it's kind of like the same thing. You're like, you're like mm, I don't like this person, and eventually they become your thing. So I like to cultivate this in a very respectful way, but at the same time, I want I want everybody to feel free and to feel um to feel safe and to feel this. I think one of the great uh. It, it's becoming hard now. It's become really hard with COVID and the COVID things, where like no one can see each other's face. But I, I like that. I want respect on my crew. I want humor. I want speed. But I want, I want speed, but not in the detriment of people's uh, health and safety. That's very much this. And and what I do, like a simple thing that I do, is that. Uh, I will learn, you know, just like I learned my script and my underlines for the the actors and all that stuff, and the actors learn their lines and all stuff. I learn the crew list. I learn, I learn uh, every everybody's name. I do a little bit of a research to see what movies they worked on, if we have friends in common, if they did this, uh, you know, or enemies. Sometimes it's very good to have enemies in common. Uh, but yeah, I know, so so I really, I um, that's what I do. It's I think it's part of the really sp- that's part of the you know writer whatever sort of like director, uh, producer homework like when you're when you're the leader when it's you you have to lead by example and if you're like if you're kind and 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 fair and and self-deprecating in a sense like you, you need to be self-deprecating but not to it's not to not to a fault again like, you know, i i like as a Frenchman I'm very self self hating, self deprecating But I, I uh but not to not to a fault because otherwise the crew goes like, Well you know, if that guy doesn't believe in his vision, why well, am I believing his, his vision? But I, I think like sometimes when you do this and it doesn't work, you're like, Okay, well, it doesn't work, you know. I right? sorry, I thought it would be great, you know, the, you know, I was wrong. Often, I mean more often than not it will work, but like, you know, when it doesn't work, learn to say, sorry, I was wrong, guys, you know. And, and just keep going. True,
0: and uh, we have a little shout out. So massive shout out on Clash of the Titans. Watched it again recently. After oh, like so many years. So good.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I might have a little surprise for you soon. But yeah, yeah. So so cool.
0: Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you know, when, when it comes to uh, this uh, particular movie, now you have seen me. I think uh, you, out of all the movies you've done, uh, you mentioned that. It's the one that kind of like feels close to home or it's more uh, it's it's more you. I i, I read that up somewhere. Uh, but wh- wh- why is that? And if I got that fact wrong, do correct me. <laughs>
1: No, 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 you're very right. That's also something I say everyone, every interview of every movie I make. No, no, but, <laughs> no, no that's not true. No, no. Uh, yeah, you're just no, making no. me feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just between us and all your viewers. But uh, no, no, it's, no, that's not true. It's true that Now You See Me is a script that I really, uh, uh I found and I, it was different and we, we shaped it the way it was. The cast was very much my, the cast of my friends, Marco Polo and all these guys. They're like really, uh, obviously Morgan, uh, that I work with. They're very much, it's very much a movie that, that's felt that, that this movie, the movie, the tone, the cast, the music, the camera movement, everything—it's—it's—it's it, very—it's—it's it's very controlled by me. It's not—it's a studio movie, but it's controlled by me. It's interesting. Clash, Clash is a, is a really fun movie and everything, but Clash—it was my f- second movie, but really first studio movie with Warner Brothers, and they were like. Destroying me, Warners. When I was making this movie, it was just—it was a, a really difficult experience to make this movie. Uh, 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 I love it. I love it. And I, I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm making this giant, so Sandal movie and everything." But I was, I was miserable making this movie. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but you know, and you know, and you know, it's been a long time, and I've 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 grown. They've changed jobs and everything, people. But I feel like now it's kind of like it's it's uh you know Naïsimi was just the it's a movie where it was the right studio with the right cast with the right producers with the right everything of everything felt right it was just felt it was difficult because it was a very hot story to tell with a very it's it's it's, it's like it's like precision it's like it's like you know it's yeah. like precision work, like creating a, a amazing clock watch. It's like, it's like you have to be really careful. Otherwise, it's just the bezel will come out. I mean, this was very... Uh this was it was like this like I couldn't tip my hand I don't want to, you know for maybe some people some of you viewers haven't seen the stuff so I won't reveal the the twist but I just, it was very hard to to manage that stuff you know same thing for Lupin it's a it's a tough show shows like this where you sort of like keep the audience guessing but you're sort of like look here but don't look there and pay attention but you need to look there enough so when it hits when at the end it hits, it really hits you in the heart. So you're like, oh, oh my God, that's the person I love the most because he was the underdog or this or that.
0: Yeah. How do you manage that particular uh, telling of the story, like all those precise details? How do you manage to kind of like, how do you know when, when to emphasize on one particular moment and then like, uh, you know, gradually reveal certain bits of information? Like well, how you, does
1: that? You think you know when you read Mm-hmm. So when you read your when you read your script, you have a feeling, your initial feeling, and then you, and then you're like, okay, I love this script. That's the movie I want to make. And then you sort of like, you circle the moments that you really want to highlight. Then you work on those moments, and you might work overwork them too much, so they become something else. But then other moments stop, start, start, start popping. Then you cat Then you do a cast. and you do this. It's 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 a little bit of of what you you, uh, you know we mentioned when uh, that sort of like. Collaboration and the different steps of movie making, but you need to keep it keep it open and frankly you 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 kind of make your movie in the editing room. You've gathered all the pieces like I feel like I feel like I'm often You know a little like I Will shoot a little bit more than I need just because just because sometimes because I've been in, a, I've been, I've edited many movies, not mine, of mine, you know. So I, you know, I've got a bit of an editor's brain, and I know what I need and what I, I eventually will, you know, the, the secret ammunition that I will need, the secret, you know, secret weapon that I will need to sort of like to, to, to change something or push something. So I, I will overshoot that stuff. But I, I um, yeah, it's a, uh, you, 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 you get a sense of the movie you have you you you're about to make in prep you get a sense of what the movie you have in in um in during production and then you really understand the movie you have and sometimes you're disappointed or oh, most of the time you love it but sometimes you're like oh that scene that I thought would be amazing is just dull and then you cut it out you know and you're like you know there are many scenes that I this is one or two that i remember like fighting really hard because i really need that scene it's very important for the thing and then you realize nah, it's just don't need it clack clack you know or, or scenes that you know i knew were going to be I, I was not sure about that end up turning out amazing amazingly thanks to you know the actors the light that the the DP did or the edit or just, you know, the editing and the music, or, you know, you put like a certain music on just the push in, a certain shot that's just a simple shot, simple push in on an actor emoting, and the, the combo of the, the actor's amazing performance, the camera, subtle camera move, and then the amazing music just makes it just explode in your mind, so. What
0: about creative control? like? Uh, you know you 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 often hear about stories like you even you have them uh where the 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 studio or some power power higher up kind of interferes with the uh, the director's creative creative vision and yeah it, it's, control.
1: it's it's not i'm not a, a freak of creative control i'm more for transparency it's like i, I um mm-hmm. what i don't like is when you what well what, what i don't like you yeah. know what what's the least pleasurable is when you're doing something and then when you all set out to do something and then somebody comes in at the 11th hour having never been in a meeting and then you know and they have their studio exec or one of the producer and say well i don't think you should do this and you should do that and you have to do it and everything and you're yeah it's like just be there before agree to do this thing. I mean, it's fine to improvise or to realize something and just to go every, like often everybody heads in the same direction, but when something is, is, is I don't like to play, you know, basically I don't like to play politics. Like I will, I will do anyone's great note and great idea, but I won't do, I will fight to do, to not do a note when I know it's, not a good note but also it comes from a wrong place like it's like don't give me four pages of notes just because you need me to, you need to give me four pages of note. give me four pages of amazing notes to actually make the thing go forward or don't give me a, you know and I, I will respect you the same way or you know whatever if you're like if you're like yeah I really like the movie and you have to be a person I'm not asking for ideas or if you have a great idea give me an idea but it's kind of like just 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 we've all done this long enough just tell me the second act doesn't work. It's amazing. First act is great. Second, just third act works really well. Second act doesn't work. That's simp- That's a very easy note for me. And I totally get that, you know, just don't, We can get in the weeds afterwards and get really picky about stuff afterwards. But like in the beginning, just like you know, be, be broad and just, you know, the, the, yeah. especially you know, movies are just, they're, 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 they're old, old TV shows. They're, they're, uh, they're organisms, you know, they're, they're alive. Mm. They're alive until you sort of like block them. So it's just like, yeah, But that's it. I'm, I'm, i I love collaboration. I have no problem getting input from anyone, whether it's a crew member an actor or a studio. Exactly. I, I love that. Gosh.
0: Gotcha. Zane here has got a question. Hi, Louis, big fan of your work. Uh, do you like being known as a director of a particular genre or producing a particular genre of movies? Or do you like experimenting with different kinds of genres? And if so, how do you keep yourself from not using the same patterns
1: of directing throughout
0: all the movies? Like how different will you try to keep each movie?
1: Yeah, it's um, a good question. I um I think at the end of my career, people will look at you know my body of work and be like, Yeah, that guy had no career plan. <laughs> like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, he he didn't know <laughs> it's like you can get you know, very famous, very rich, making the same movie over and over and over again, perfecting your style, doing all that stuff. What I I don't do that because what I love about making movies, cinema as a whole, what I love as a audience member, because you, you're not going to see as an audience member the same movie every day. You're not going to see a Marvel... If you love Marvel movies, that's, you're not going to see just Marvel movies. Cause that's going to be... You know, but if you're, you're... And your world will expand. So you'll do Marvel movies. Then you'll do the Star Wars. Then you'll do the Raiders. Then you'll do Back to the Future. Blah, 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 and then you'll, your world will expand this way. I'm trying to do the same thing as a creator, as like a, a, a director also. because what I love about my job is that I get to live a different life every couple of years. So for now, you see me. I was a magician for two years. You know, for uh, Dark Crystal, I was a puppeteer for you know three, four, five years. I only took you know. So yeah, I mean they are also they're. It's not as crystal clear because they sort of like intermingle. You know, so it's not like. But 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 when I'm shooting, I'm very much shooting one thing, and I'm very much in this world. Um, I just did a movie, in, an action movie in France, and yeah, I hadn't done uh, uh, After Lupin, and Lupin was just, I hadn't done, although I'm French, I hadn't done anything in in the French language. It was very interesting to do this, and shoot in Paris, and Paris for Paris. It was very interesting. So doing all that stuff is very cool. It doesn't, it's not, it's not great for my career, because it doesn't firm up my position as like, say, Michael Bay. Michael Bay is great, but Michael Bay will do, pretty much the same movie over and over and over again, you know, and they're great. And you know, and you know what you're going to see. Like, when you go see a Michael Bay movie, you're going to... You know what to expect. Well, you know what to expect. When you see a Louis Vuitton movie, like, you don't really know. I mean, you know, some, like, you see you see Unleashed and you're like, oh great, I'm going to see, oh, he did a movie with Sasha Baron Cohen. I can't wait for Sasha Baron Cohen to fight, you know, and that they're <laughs> not the same, same thing all the puppets like, you know, it's a, so, it, or Lupin, oh. they're not the same. There's a, there's a common thread, but I think the common thread is in the, is in the tone.
0: <laughs>
1: I think it's kind of like this, this, this lively, bubbly, yet emotional, but like, you know, yeah. tongue-in-cheek a little bit. That's my tone because it's very much me, but I don't think they are I don't think there's a stylistic thing at that yeah i mean i it's funny i i told myself the other day i was just like you you move your camera too much like i was just like stop moving the camera force yourself to well i have to find the right script but like maybe do one movie where you just do perfectly composed um shots um, you know, I'm friendly with a uh, with the uh, with David Fincher, and then we were talking about doing something together. And he, just, he told me, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, Steadicam. I was like, yeah, we won't be using Cam. I was like, oh, okay, David. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I I hate Steadicam. Yeah, camera has to be like this and firm and move from A to B, and like you know, yeah. per- Which is great, and these movies are perfect. They're perfect, and I was yeah. like, okay, yes, David, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's funny. It's like it's it's funny to. It's funny to challenge yourself. I, I find it funny. to challenge myself. It, it, it's funny. I find funny. Yeah. Funny. I find it exciting for me because I'm I'm. I'm not copying my style. I'm doing something new, and I get it. I I get creative. But the good thing I, I was so lucky. I my uh, transporter. I was 26 when I did it. 26. My seven. So I was. I started becoming a filmmaker pretty early on, but, which means that uh, I I wasn't able to work with great filmmakers for that long. Like I I finished film school when I was 22, and I was able to work with you know with uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet, Luc Besson, you know Jean-Paul uh, uh, Alain Chabat, amazing French directors, and in America. I saw, you know, I worked with, I saw the Palmer shoot and, and, but like from a distance and, and this and that, and, um, and John McKinnon. uh, So, but I saw them from a distance, but I wasn't able to work closely with Mm. them. Like a DP would, or, uh, uh, you know, a, an editor would, you know, it's like, there, there's a lot of filmmakers that became filmmakers later in their career and were like, and really Hit because their stuff was like so good because they learned from the masters, you know. Um, um, I don't know, like, stupid, you know, like, you know, Pete Hyams. I mean, there's a lot of you know, DPs or editors that became or writers that became directors, and I think that's uh, that's interesting, but it's it's good, it just gives me a, 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 a I'm 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 challenging myself, like, I like to challenge myself.
0: Sure, and I think like you subvert expectations quite a lot. Like uh, having seen your previous work, and then I went into Watch Now using me. I was like, "This is different. Yeah, it's like totally yeah. different from pretty much everything else." And I think uh, that's that's. I think what's common is the fact that your movies are not common, <laughs> like not
1: well yeah, similar to each other. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no. But it's good. Well, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. What I love is is that I can. I go to Comic-Con to like convention, oh. whatever to do this. And I'm as a fan and no one knows me, like no one knows what I look like. No one knows that. Oh, Oh, that's the guy that did like, I, I, I started five, six franchises and no one knows that I did, you know, it's not like I'm like the guy behind, I'm not George, you know, it's like, obviously I'm not George Lucas, but like, you know, I'm George Lucas. It's hard to be George Lucas and to be, I mean, it's pretty great to be George Lucas, but it's like, you know, you're the guy, you're the guy that did this and that. George Lucas is not yeah. going to be a Sacha Baron Cohen, you know, could have never done a Sacha Baron Cohen movie. It's like, it, you know, you just, sure, like, true. you do something so big, you just have to keep doing this thing so big, you know? And I, yeah. I uh, I'm like, I'm always in the middle and I'm, I'm happy to be in that middle. It's kind of, doesn't mean that I'm not going to give anything to my, I really will, really, bust my tail to make the best movie possible, but I, I will, I will disappear behind the movie. I think what it's, I think that's this, I, I sort of like, yes. I, I like to disappear behind the movie, the movie stars, like there's, that's the, the movies, the, the movie, the movie stars, that's, that's what people are excited by. And, and that, uh,
0: Gotcha. And talking about the audience, I think we have a good question here. Uh, to what extent do you think about what your audience wants? you count on them uh, understanding what's happening on screen or do you only focus on how you want to tell the story? For example, something like a sleight of hand moment in a film like Now You See Me, do you think about what if they
1: miss the detail? Yeah, no, of course. I um, I always think of the audience. I mean, I, I have to. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's not like, I'm not a sculptor or painter that's alone in my studio and, and you know, no one is like, I, by definition, I need the audience to live. So, um, uh, and because that's the sort of movie the, the type of movies I've decided to, to direct. I would like to directing the, because uh, uh, I liked watching them. It's entertainment. So I need the audience. So, uh, yeah, I am, I'm very aware. and respectful. the, f- I'm the first audience to my movie because I'm the first one to find the script and then I'm then afterwards I'm too much into the script because I, I rewrite it then then I bring another audience just my crew then the the cast then the you know then the then the studio then the we do test screenings you know with a with an audience that's never seen it and then they give me their feedback which doesn't mean that I have to completely agree with them but at least I'm like okay oh yeah you're uncomfortable here well, I want to keep you uncomfortable here because I know the payoff will be stronger at the end. But if they're like, "Oh, comfortable here," well, I don't want you to be uncomfortable, so let me fix that. So th- These are important. But I think it's it's um it's yeah, we're it's an audience medium, so we you know it's like an audience uh, interact. It, it's very, although it's 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 the i I actually i don't think that movie making is a pass movie watching is a passive uh, experience i think it's a very active experience i think especially hopefully the theaters will be able to reopen but when you see a movie in a movie theater it's a very active you you Although you don't go like, yeah, 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 but you f- you feel the audience, you feel the audience around you, and you feel that. Hundred percent, yeah. So so you you on now you see me it was very important because there are some that's a good question. There's some tricks in my now you see me that like forces, crowd forces, and everything that I that I wanted the whole audience to see because I wanted them to because magic and move making they're all brother, sister, enemy, you know, they, they sort of, they, they, they're from, they stem from the same root, but at the same time they break each other because the moment you cut the shot, and also because everybody knows that visual effects exist, the magic of it all doesn't work. The magic is about the now, the moment. Like you know, pick a card, any card. And in the pick a card, any card, you know that Jesse Eisenberg does in the beginning. There's a seven of diamond that appears, and all of the audience has seen a seven of diamond, although they've seen the every they've picked the seven of diamond, although they've seen every card of the deck, and that's called a force. And I can teach you how to do that, but uh, I won't because uh, I'm a magician, and magicians don't reveal their tricks. No, but. Uh, the the it was important to do it was very important to do that because then you're like okay oh I'm watching a magic I'm watching a magic movie it's not somebody who's telling me accept it it's a magic movie I'm watching a movie and they've already tricked me by minute two I'm gonna be tricked the entire movie and that was interesting to do that and that but that's the that's the that's the dialogue although the audience is not instantly dialoguing with me but that's the dialogue I'm I, I want to. To uh, create with the audience, and now it shows it's with Netflix. What I'm doing, I think Dark Crystal had an emotional dialogue, but it was more passive. And I think Lupin is there's more of an interactive dialogue when I do Lupin. It's more uh, it's more like Now you see.
0: It's it's a very nice way of putting it. Like uh, you know, that movie movie watching is an active experience. I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, you're right.
1: All different perspectives yeah because they say you know every says that movie making movie watching is a passive that only gaming is an active experience yes mm. i mean you know gaming you completely actively do this but at the same time now with i think that's more
0: interactive right well it's whereas, interactive well it's an yeah.
1: interactive but it's you know yeah it's an interactive therefore you know active experience but like it's like you know you you actually act the stuff and you interact the mm. stuff but then at the same time People still love with Twitch and everything. Love to watch video game playing and and imagine the stories and the thing and the play and 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 the different plays and everything. It's like games. It's like sports. You watch sports and yet you can feel the emotion. and Everything. So I think you know we we as a as a human race love to love to feel and I think with that that's what we do. And I think you can change mediums. Watch stuff on a giant IMAX screen, uh, medium sized. You know tv and then your iphone it's different but you still feel something hopefully
0: true true i want to go back to incredible hulk which you directed in 2007 and uh you you apparently wanted uh to to take a pause at iron man but uh what was available was hulk because john farrow had already uh, taken dibs on
1: yeah that yeah <laughs> I, 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 so i I had become very friendly with marvel and 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 really was like working with them actively and they were, you know they have that, that big poster you know with all the you know uh, uh, I don't know who drew it you know with their right with all the characters just like coming in and with you know running up and they're like okay, pick a character any character which one would you like to do? I'm like, wow, well, I'm seeing one everything, and they're like this and and I tell them, you know, obviously it's Iron Man. I was like, oh, yeah, I give them my pitch on Iron Man. And I give them, I give, I I basically describe the Hulk, but in Iron Man. He's <laughs> sort of like, yeah, he's a misunderstood character. And he's like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High thing. And he needs to be, <laughs> it's just sort of like do that stuff. But then I was like, you know, I was pitching Iron Man. And then Avi Arad who was um, the head of Marvel then. And Kevin Feige, they called me. I was in France. And they're like, oh. We have got a great we have great news for you. We want to work with you. Oh wow, amazing! That's because I read really, that was my dream to work with Marvel because I grew up uh, uh, reading comic books. So I said, "Oh, amazing!" I was like, "So, oh wow!" Um, and we want you to do one of the characters, an iconic character. I was like, "Oh my god, the character!" Yes, somebody that you really love. And 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 I'm like, "Oh wow!" Because I told them obviously I love, but I was like, "Oh, Anglia has done this movie three years before. I'm not going to do it." I was like, oh, man. And this character is and I'm um, saying iron and they're like Hulk. I was like, oh great, that's fantastic. I, was, but I could I was like, what? <laughs> no, I, I was like, I was I, I, what do Hulk? But Ang just did his movie. It's like, yeah, but we okay. we wanna your approach, your take, your sensibility, your thing, it's more our it's more what we wanna do with the beginning of our studio. That was the beginning of Marvel Studios. They're like the Hulk Angie's Hawk is very much Angie's Hawk, and that's why it's called Angie's Hawk. It's very much his visions and an his visions It's amazing. Just we want to take into the a little bit more into the mainstream. Obviously, Hawk is a different character, and it's not like at least Origin Story is not a you know laugh a minute type of a thing. You know, but I, I I told them about the Incredible Hulk the TV show and how I felt when watching it, and it was quite an emotional viewing. They're like, that's, that's when you told us this, we're like, that's the Hulk we want. We want to make you a know, Hulk on the road. Um, uh, you want to have, ba- what I told him is like, I want to have, I want the audience to fall in love with bat. I want the audience to come see the Hulk for the Hulk, but I want them to fall in love with banner. So they don't want him to turn into the Hulk. So you, I want the audience again, like this interactive thing. I want the audience to be like, no, no, don't get angry. Don't do this. It's just, And you're like, oh, wait, but hold on. I'm eating popcorn. I'm, I can't wait to see the Hulk. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that push-pull that operated. And that was a fun thing to do with, uh, with the Hulk.
0: Definitely. And I think like, uh, the, the Hulk in uh, that version was, was like pretty savage. And like you actually feel the whole internal conflict uh, between Edward Norton's uh, Bruce Banner and uh, the Hulk—that the tension was like very visibly there. Did you have any idea, uh, you know, like at the time that uh, you know Marvel Studios was planning something as massive as the MCU back then?
1: No, and I was the one. Uh, Zach Penn and I were the ones like winking and telling them. That, that wouldn't be great if we could put all our all your characters in there. So, for example, there's a scene in the in my cut that's not in the studio cut, where Banner is in the North Pole in the beginning. We went to the North Pole to shoot that, and he yeah. he, he, he tries to commit suicide, he tries to do this, and then the the he hulks up. You don't see him; it's all point of view, but you see him. Uh, with the gun that he was going to you know take to his head in his hand broken and he crushes it and he gets angry and he uh, hits i don't know maybe you can find it on DVD or on on the web but and then he breaks the he breaks a you know a huge glacier and then whoosh, there's a massive wave and in that wave we put the uh, shield we put cap shield, America. yeah. shield so so and that was my thing i was like okay I wanted to create a Roald Goldberg, like a domino effect of all the characters. So I was like, okay, the hot banner does that. He does that, which frees Steve uh, uh, Rogers, which then eventually gets... Da-da-da-da. And then we wanted to do bookends. We wanted to do this, do that. There's Stark everywhere in the... you know, Stark industry, oh. stuff everywhere. There's mention of all that stuff. And at the end, obviously, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. walks into the bar and, and tells... Uh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, come and work with us. We're creating something which is eventually going to be the Avengers. So, so uh, us who, yeah, the Avengers. So that was the thing, but it was a, it was a wish. You know, it was a, you know, it was just a fan wish. It was not a reality. So no one, at the time, because again, Marvel. When I did, when John Favreau and I did uh, Hulk and he did uh, Iron Man, we did we started the the, Marvel was an independent studio. It was not. So we were, they were making the movie, uh, independently and then selling them to other studios. And then, so there was no, it was very much, it was very, it was, it was kind of like outside of even like what they were, what X-Men was, you know, was doing or Spider-Man, Iron Man and the Hulk, my Hulk, Incredible Hulk were, Two very two indie move expensive indie movies. That's that's what they were. But like with no no plan to get any bigger, they were experiments.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. (laughs) And when it comes to the whole world building side of things, how do you decide which elements to put? I mean, I know that there's quite a lot of uh, law when it comes to comic books. You know, you have elements to borrow, but which? How do you decide? All right, this is going to be a common element across these movies. I'm going to pawn this Easter egg here, and that's going to pay off sometime later. You
1: you do it, it's between you, the screenwriter, the actor, Kevin Feige, Steven Broussard on Hulk, and you know, Mm -hmm. you sort of like, it's between us, the fans you know sort of like we're like yeah. oh yeah remember in comic book blah blah you know doc samson we should use doc Sampson as one of the characters because he could be a cool character eventually we we need to put like for example one of the things that's amazing is like you know uh, 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 abomination like i put tim roth because i wanted tim roth emil blonsky to be a cool character as a, uh, in the marvel universe and because he's an amazing actor but then Tim got busy with all these TV shows and all these movies and he wasn't not available until now. And in the Shang-Chi, um chi uh, trailer, you see Abomination in the back. So I'm like, oh, that's and I hear that Team was in there. So and and so it's it's kind of like. You put Easter eggs and you you know, Planting Easter eggs is like planting seeds. Like, you know, sometimes they, they, sometimes they work, they work, and sometimes they don't. Like, there's many yeah. Easter eggs in, you know, in Dark Crystal and all my movies and all this stuff that no one will ever see, and it's fine by me. Gotcha.
0: Uh, well, we're kind of the one-on-one. We exceeded the one on mark, and uh, we kind of got to wrap up, but uh, Lisa here has a, a little compliment for you. So your desire to reinvent and follow the chemistry slash
1: music of your crew is very Russo of you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm so so head when you you know. But it's true that 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 um. But I think it's sort of I I um. I uh, it's it, you don't make a movie by yourself. Like, it, like it, you're don't fool don't fool yourself when making when thinking that i'm i'm an artist and everything you have to be a social person you have to be able you have to like ultimately you have to like people to make movies that's the thing so you're making movies with people for the people so you you know it you know and i think i think ultimately uh it, it's a it's just a it's a it's just one big it's tough but it's a one it's a it's one big long amazing adventure to making a movie that that you know ends up in a in know, glorious fireworks on a you know fizzled uh, hill, like Fizzle. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's kind of like funny. It's there, there. It, every movie is a is a is a is a wonderful journey. So so, it, it, you know, if Lisa, if if, if you know your your fans are filmmakers, just like oh, buddy filmmakers, early filmmakers, like just really like do what I do what I always hope to do sort of like pinch yourself have this out-of-body experience realize every day kind of like do what i did on transporter every day try to experience the be- the best version of that day just, just realize that we're making uh, you're in the best move best you have the best job in the world and you're in, in the most ex- some of the most exciting uh industry in the world and with the very exciting people that have worked on the stuff that has changed your life and you know there are some people that actually don't care about movies so it's not this but we are we we do this job because we love movies so be curious ask people ask 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 the people that have done movies but also ask the people that don't know anything about movies that you go around the world and travel and you know and and, and, and just meet during your travels and working in different countries like Sri Lanka I'm coming, and then you know I will <laughs> let me let me let me come in to Sri Lanka, and then uh, and uh, experience the culture and meet the people. So it's great.
0: All right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All, all all everything's ready. You have a place to stay. You have multiple places to stay. Pretty sure about all of that. <laughs> and we'll uh, take you out for a ride uh, once all this shit's kind of like died down.
1: Hopefully. All right. Cool. Thanks, Akash. That was amazing. Thanks. Uh, great. Thank
0: party. you so much, Lee. Thank you so much I for joining.
1: And then there was an There was action. Uh, act, you know, there was action. You know, an action. In, packed, in front uh, and behind. Uh, the camera. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you everyone for joining. Children, Bye. this is junket theory, folks.